Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final match reaction of the season. St Mirren nil, Rangers free, fashion Sakala at the double. Um, yeah, fashion. Oh, you got you got to love the guy. Got to absolutely love the guy. Um, I'm joined again by Stu and James. Gentlemen, hello, welcome. And of course, the reaction is brought to you by Let Me Repair UK. So thanks to the guys for helping to support the Rangers. Rabble, Stu. A final win, not the most. It was an end of season game. Let's let's just put that out there. It was an end of season game, but we finished the season off with a with a comfortable win. Yeah, in the end, it was it was a comfortable win. Um, I said before, comfortable all the way through, not in the, not just in the end. Yeah, but I think in t- in terms of in terms of goals, I mean, let's. I I felt like Samirin threw two of those goals in. If I'm completely honest with you, like the. Both Sakala goals were, I said in the chat, it was nice to see another team have horrendous defending for once. It was, I mean, it's good from Sakala, you know, he uses his pace very well, but they just sort of folded. They they literally just crumbled as he ran at them. And and the second one, the, the keeper literally goes down in instalments. But um, yeah, overall, like you say, it was end of season, players are sort of just, it was almost like the working of the ticket, wasn't it? For the, for the guys that are going and for the guys that are here, it's just... It was just about getting over the line. But the main thing is we got the win. We finished on 92 points, which is it's an outrageous points total to, to finish on and, and finish second in the league. But that's the standard of our league where 92 points is not good enough to win it. That is the standard, James. Um, I know and when you, when you actually sit back and think, you know, 92 points, most other seasons I would imagine that's enough to comfortably win you when you're the league. And that's where you just have to put your hands up and say, well, Celtic, they were more consistent. They were the better team throughout the season. But we know now what we need to do to, to get our title back. Yeah, now as much as it pains us to see it, guys, we've got to see it, unfortunately. Um, but you're right, Martin. Um, we knew need to get the players in that want to play for Rangers and want and, and are able to play for us. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm looking forward to next season now. I don't know what it is. I just think Michael Beale will get his playing in the right manner and the right way um, and get a winning Rangers back in that park. I goes without saying, I think that's a conversation um, that we'll be having all the way through pre-season as players start to come in and we see a few pre-season games in exactly the way that Michael Beale wants to set up the team. Stu, in terms of the game today, then, like I say, it was, it was an end-of-season game. Um, St Mirren didn't offer much, but there was some needle in it, wasn't there? Yeah, which is, I think we spoke a little bit about it um, at the start. We, we thought there would be, um, I think, 
the, the way Cantwell has, has sort of put himself onto the scene, refs are already sort of targeting him because of the media and, and, and other clubs already. This is the problem of our league, right? It's this is the backwater problem that I really don't like about it. <laughs> He's doing this again. This is this is this is the part I don't really don't like about our league where the media bigs up a player, he comes here and and he, he does that sort of arrogant, you know, we saw him do the celebration the other day and, and in, instead of players going out and going, Oh, I want to prove that I'm better than him, they go out and go, Let me try and break his legs. We'll we'll do that instead and we'll try and throw ourselves into him and wind him up at every opportunity. Um, but fair play to Cantwell because he, he bit back every time they did that. And, and even that stuff, like throwing a guy down on the edge of the box, I love that because that just showed me that he's he's here for the fight. And and I think when we're going to be in those big moments, he's going to be well up for it. The only problem is refs might start targeting him a little bit, but um, I was I was, I was was just happy to see him stand up for himself. And, and then Braskin, you know, eyeballing, going like beelining for the biggest guy on the pitch in the second half was was funny to see as well. But yeah, I think we knew it would have a bit of needle. Just glad to see that the new boys especially stood up to it. Do you know, just in terms of that moment, um, James, <clears throat> between I don't even know who the St Mirren player was, right? I probably should know, but I don't. Cantwell obviously throws him in the ground, but the St Mirren player grabs him first. For me, that's six and two freezing. For me, that's that's part of football. There, there was nothing wrong with that. Whereas now, fans, including ours, we shout for every little tiny incident. But I want to see stuff like that on a football pitch. Ah, exactly. I mean, I remember a time when a tackle was applauded. Do you know what I mean? When somebody would stick, was obviously getting every foot and and stuff like that, and it would get the whole crowd up. Now it just seems to be this: as soon as somebody makes a foul, it's either going to be a foul and a yellow card. It, it, it's no the art of tackling's dying now for me. Do you know what I mean? And as you're saying, fans want to see that. That's what you pay your money for. You want to see the players that are interested and in knowing that they care. So that for me is just absolute handbags. That's all it was. Just two guys grappling with one another. It was. That's all it was. Just handbags. <clears throat> I, I didn't really take any notes, Stu, what I normally do. Um, however, <laughs> fashion junior um, the enigma that is fashion junior the first goal does brilliant does absolutely brilliant really good running with the ball takes it past two defenders leaves them for dead in the, in the six yard box and he scores right but he's got a full goal to aim at and he aims it right at the defender <laughs> it just goes under his legs and I'm thinking that just sums fashion up perfectly, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. And and I, listen, we all love him, we do. But I think someone just put in the chat that even even though his goal contribution or his his, uh, his goal involvements, goals and assists is really really high, mm-hmm. I think it, it, if someone comes in with a decent bid, I would probably be inclined to accept it because I just think. In the big games, he's not the player we're going to want, and and he terrifies anyone with his pace. But just like you said, he's he'll beat four guys and then just blast the ball at a defender because it's it's just not thinking. Whether it's composure, whether it's quality, I'm not I'm not sure what it is. He has so much raw pace. He's got the right ideas. It's just technically he's he's just not that player, and I don't think he ever really will be. And if he doesn't go, it's fine because he's he's on a low wage and, and we can use him for games like this against the likes of St Mirren. But I think when we come up against tougher opposition, that becomes frustrating when he when he cuts in and, and he gets a big opportunity and he misses it. We've seen it with two open goal misses. And I, I don't want to bring the, bring the pod down with, with going back to those. But they're the moments you've got to remember when when it, you know, we, we look back and we just see the goals. We, do, we just see the, the data of he scored against this team, he scored against this team, he scored against this team. But we, we forget that today he scored a goal because a player fell on top of the ball and it rolled underneath him and rolled into the back of the net. Whereas that probably doesn't happen against a better side, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to say him too much because I, I thought he's he always brings energy to the game. and he's he, You can never say that he's not trying. He's, he's always given everything he can to, um, to Rangers. So if he's here next season, I'll be happy. But I think he does have value. And I think that's actually a testament to, to what he's done this season, that he's probably one of the more valuable assets we have in the team right now. <coughs> he definitely is, James, because he's been one of our most important players. Um, I, we can't also forget that for that first goal, it's great to see Yelmaz getting an assist. Uh, there's some ball as well. Absolutely brilliant ball. They, they just 
playing at Langer line, but inside uh, the, uh, the fullback, which was a great ball. And the, uh, the fullback was beat as soon as that ball was passed. And obviously, let uh, Fashion come in and do what he done. But just also before that, I know, man, he's a great chance to put his one up and cuts inside and puts the ball out of the stadium and into the car park, I think. I think the boy ended up. But I agree with Stu. It's, it's one of these things that when you look at his goals and his assists, it must be well over 20 now, surely. Do you know I think mean? is it 17 and 24? Uh, I think so I've seen I think the stats. I think he's, what you call it? I think he will be an important squad player. But I think obviously when it comes to the bigger games, I think the, the better players will start before uh, fashion. You say that, James, right? But nobody else has gave us what fashions gave us this season. And include the, the supposed better players, you know. You include your your uh, Ryan Kench, your Alfredo Morelos, he's possibly your Cholax at the, at the beginning of the season was probably better. But nobody in that team has helped Rangers as much this season as what Fashion Sakala has. But I think that's how, how bad a season it's been, mate, for me, when I look back on it, that Fashion's been one of our better players. And that's that's where we are at the moment, unfortunately, for me. Stu? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm just I'm trying to look because it's easy. The easiest thing in football to do is criticize. It's the easiest thing to do. And James is right. He had a chance, but he, he's so good running with the ball sometimes, and he has that chance where he blasts it over the bar. And do you know what? We, we can we can laugh and joke and say he hit it right at the defender for the first goal. He still scored. He still scored two goals today. Yeah, and um, so I'm, I'm never going to blame fashion for. He's he's obviously come into football quite late. Um, he's he's not been a professional as long as other players have. When we signed him, we, we heard it was raw, and, and I was obviously doubtful because I'm like, how can a 24 year old player be raw? I think at 24, you're almost molding yourself into the player you are for the rest of your career. Fashion is um, a danger to any team. Even even when we think back to the Champions League, he was causing in the early before we got battered, he was causing Liverpool all sorts of problems down down that right hand side when he was down there. The problem with fashion is in the big moments he can't be relied upon and comparing him to other players in the team i don't think is is the way to do it because they've not been good enough either and, and i don't think that's you know that's not fashion's fault fashion's done everything fashion can possibly do he's probably been one of our best players this season and i'm not going to sort of talk down on on him as a player but when you look into when you compare him to ryan kent ryan kent we we know is is a terrible finisher and and we've moaned about that for, for however long we've moaned about that um, when you look into the future, we need players in the big moments are going to come up with big results. For me, if if you can't rely, like when you look at the, the Celtic games and he's missed two open goals, and I don't want to just keep going back to that, but how many of us, when he went around Joe Hart in the third game, thought he missed that goal? Because that's that's what you expected. And it's the same with Morelos as but well. But he didn't, he scored. He didn't, but it's the same with Morelos. You, you're not confident when these guys get into those positions in the big moments. Um, and and you need someone that that you can be confident in. Like I've said, fashion is is good for these games. If anything, if it, I'm only saying we should maybe look at the price that he has on his head because of how well he's done, and if and we need a rebuild, right? If we can maybe move him on for a big sum of money, then I'd be all for it. But if we can't, I'd be happy for him to stick around because he can contribute in in moments where we're trying to unlock a defence or when defences are tired he can come up the bench or he can play from the start against the likes of St Mirren it's just in the big big moments can we rely on Fashion Sakala to, to give us big results and I just don't think technically we can um, I'd love to be proved wrong I'm not saying it's a fact that we can't rely on him but that's just how that's how I see it right now all, all I will say, and I, Curry made the point, I think it was Curry that made the point, um, you know, we were all saying, and I include myself in this, how good Ryan Kent was, how he's, you know, uh, forms temporary, classes permanent, all that stuff. Fashion in two seasons has probably delivered what Kent delivered in five. You know, and we, there, was, there wasn't there the rush to judge as quick um, on Ryan Kent as what there has been on Fashion. Whether fashion's good enough going forward in a Michael Beale team, I don't know. Whether fashion would be a phenomenal squad player to have as somebody to bring on, like you say, Stu on maybe low wages or whatever, I don't know. I don't know. But he's gave us so much more in two seasons than Kent gave us the full time he was here. I I don't, is, 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 that a, is, is that right, James, or am I, uh, is that a bit over the top? 
I think I think the difference was with Kent, mate, was there was no else there to take Kent's place. So that's why Kent played for me. I don't think there was anybody else there that we could have played out there. But and that's I think the difference. And I'm no I'm no slagging fashion for one minute because I think what the boy's done and what he's delivered has been is fantastic. And if he goes on, and I hope and I hope he does make me eat my words about the guy. Um, regarding that, I don't think he's he, he will be first pick next season. But again, if he starts the season and he's scoring goals, then I don't think anybody will be able to take the uh, the shot away from him. But I do think there will be better players coming in that Michael Beal will sign who there will start be. ahead of him. Absolutely, and and there should be. And listen, if a better player comes in and can offer more to the team than fashion, then he takes his place. That's the way football works. Um, I just, I'm the same. I'm the same as you. I'm just trying to play a wee bit of devil's advocate. Too. That's all I'm doing. Um, but if it wasn't for fashion, Sakala this season, where would this Rangers team be? Yeah, that's that's a fair point in terms of his goal output. I mean. I think people sort of sleep on Kent a little bit in terms of his, he's still got a high amount of assists in the league, well, a reasonable amount of assists in the league. Um, he's he, Kent's not been good enough for the, for the last year or two, but let's not take away what Warren Kent's done for the club and and what he does in the build up for goals as well. You like, you know, I think if you look at like, if, if you, you had the Kent, choice right now, Stu, if somebody says to you, "We are playing Celtic tomorrow, um, and whoever wins it wins the league," are you playing Fashion or are you playing Kent? I, I couldn't even pick one, to be honest. I couldn't pick one. Well, I think that's because, because it would be fashion 99 for me. And then you get an open goal and fashion misses it and then the whole sport won him out again. And, I know, but then you get 90 minutes where Kent does nothing. Well, what, how many how I'm, many 90 minutes has Kent done nothing against Southside? I think that's unfair because I don't think that, I think that's the last true. Season, I, mean, I think the last season, think, two seasons, I think that's fair. But he's been here like five seasons and he's shown up nine times out of ten against Celtic. And... Listen, it maybe worked his ticket this season, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick up for Kent this season because he's not been good enough. But I don't think recency bias should come into it, like what Kent's done for for us against Celtic and other teams. He literally like when we went to Dortmund, he ran. I've never seen a player terrify a world class defense like Ryan Kent did. Fashion wouldn't terrify that Dortmund defense. Like, maybe in moments, but not not all game. It's even this season, I'd I'd, be, I'd like to see the the, the assist rates. Yeah, Fashion has got a better goal up because he's a better finisher than Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent's a poor finisher, but I think if you look at the all round game as well, like what Kent contributes in the moments before goals, successful passes and stuff like that, these all add to goals. It's it's all good. Sakala doing one moment in the final third, but what happens when he passes a ball backwards to to the opposition player and they break up the pitch? Like there, there's more to a moment than just a, looking at stats and saying he scores and he assists. Mm. To me, mm. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure in the last kind of season, season and a half, two seasons. Um, that there's there's anybody who would pick Kent over over fashion, and that's just the point I'm making moving forward. Fashion surely still has some use to this Rangers team. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Um, James, a player who's kind of similar to fashion in a way. Um, although I'm probably going to completely contradict myself by saying that he's probably got more potential going forward and he'll probably get to the point where he'll never show us it and it's going to be another SIBO thing for me personally um, Rabi Matondo um, again in that first half great run and just absolutely blitters the ball right over the bar today did he show you anything that says you know this guy can do something for us next season I really want him yeah. I, do, I really want him because I do think there is a player in there that is some things, he's runs and stuff like that. I think he's getting, uh, when he's running at somebody, and I think it just also comes down to that, knowing what to do with the final pass. And he's not the only one um, in the team. Um, but I think going forward, I would keep Rabi about, because I do think there is a player in there. Yeah, I mean, Stu, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's, there's always players that come to your club and there's players that you come to your club and you think, don't rate him, um, don't think he's good enough, and you never really take to them. And then there's there's, a, there's there's players that you really take to and you, you're desperate for them to do You're desperate for every Rangers player to do well, but, but there's players that you take to and you really want them to do well. And then there's players in between that. And for me, that's where Rabi is for me. I, want, I, I, I think there's potential there. I really, really want him to do well. He's so quick with the ball at his feet. There's things that he can do that nobody else in that team can do simply just because of the pace that he's got. 
but there's just that lingering doubt in the back of my head that's not a doubt, it's a massive lingering doubt in the back of my head that goes, I don't think this boy's ever going to show up. Yeah, I, I think I agree mostly on what you said. I just think with Rabi, I don't know if it's a confidence thing that's affecting him, where, you know, he, he came in, he, he, he was put straight out on the right and and listen we don't we don't know how he was signed we don't know if he we, when he came in it, it felt like he was signed as a right winger but that's obviously not his natural position um uh, yeah i think scott's bang on there he's low in confidence um he's he shows little bits where you think there's something here there's, he, there's something we can work with this boy like when he goes on that mazy run at pace as well that's why defenders it like at first that looks like a basic run but it's not it's just because he's running at speed defenders can't touch him and even that little quick uh, i love this when players do it when that little quick shift with the, the foot and the strike at the same time it's almost like a shift and a strike at the same time it goes over the bar which is unfortunate but he does really well to get into the the position it's i've got doubts like you whether you know, is, is his confidence ever going to recover? Um, I think he's going to be a big player in, in terms of f- for whether he has a Rangers future in the first sort of two to three months of next season. Like, give him a proper preseason, and then we're g- we're going to see what Rabi Matondo can do. Hopefully, but I, I feel like his chances of success are less than fifty percent. Um, that's not to say he can't be a success, but I just I just think that. Rabi has been very unfortunate with with how his Rangers career started, and and I don't think he's ever really recovered from it. It's hard to get that back though. It is. Um, <clears throat> Curry in the comments. Please stop with these confidence excuses. Every time I play it as poor as the old, he is low in confidence. Fed up with this made up excuse. It's not a made up excuse. How is it a made up excuse? It's been shown throughout like most of football in time that when players are low in confidence, they don't play well. Um. We don't like a player, you don't like a player, you don't need to put in a, a, a stupid comment like that saying it's a made up excuse. Paul um, makes a great point, by the way. Um bang on. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's uh, confidence is a massive, massive thing in football. I don't think there's anybody really that can possibly disagree with that. Um Rabbi's shown it. Um well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did you hear that? I hear what? <laughs> Can I come in on that uh, regarding like, the confidence on uh, players and stuff, right? I'm, I, I've got my coaching badges, right? And I'm not going to say I'm, I'm the world's greatest coach, but the first thing I had... I'll oh, then under 11s. Ah, it was, mate. This is where he knows bail from. But the biggest thing, mate, I found when I first obviously became like the head coach for the team that I was coaching was that I go around about the players and I, I say to them, these are all good football players. I g- gave them that confidence boost. I told them what they wanted to hear. See, within like, like the first three, four weeks, man, at the end of the season, we were absolutely scudding teams. The boys were trying things because I kept saying to them, go and try something. I'm not I'm not going to stand here and stand and shout and ball at you if you go and try something and it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, try it again. And that's that, that for me is confidence is everything in football. If you're doing here low, you could have personal problems, guys. It doesn't matter what profession eh, that you're in, whether it's playing a football park or whether you work in an office. See, you can't just leave your troubles eh, eh, at the door. If you've got problems going on in the background, of course you're going to take it into your work life. This is just the, the way the world works. Do you know what I mean? And that, the guy is low in confidence. You know what we're like, man? We just jump on the back of somebody if he doesn't do like, the first thing eh, right away. It's just about getting this. And I said, pre season is going to be massive for these players that are staying. A good pre season, and I think you will see the best of Rabbi next season. Um, no, I didn't know what you meant. And I'm not trying to rip the piss at you. If I was trying to rip the piss at you, I would just rip the piss at you. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, Rangers on tour. No team was awarded a league penalty versus Rangers for the whole of the 2022 2023 season. What are you trying to say? Rangers on tour, you try to start. <laughs> do, do we even do we even want to go there? Um, aye. Right. There was a challenge to on McCrory by Curtis Main. 
Um, when I first seen it, before I seen any replays, I thought, well, it's 50-50, he's went for the ball. I thought he might have actually even got a wee touch on the ball. Um, but he doesn't. He obviously goes into McCrory's arm. There's a few people saying red. For me, no. I think he's mistimed it, and I think a yellow was the right, the right decision. What about you? Uh, that was that was my first opinion on it. To be honest, um, I haven't seen like I've, I think I only saw one replay of it. It yeah, it just looked this time to me. It's it's hard to separate the player from the challenge. Sometimes I think like you know, dirty players can can still make mistimed challenges genuinely, and mm. I, I think that's what it was. I think McCrory's reaction showed you that there was something more to it. But but when I saw the replay, yeah, I, I just thought. He just tried to get in. You can't blame a striker for, for throwing himself into the keeper trying to score a goal. We'd we'd absolutely want our strikers to do the same. Um, I see see a few people. I mean, Aldo just said studs up. I, I've I've not seen enough of it to to say a hundred percent it was it was um, not intentional. But just just from first viewing and and the the one replay I saw and, and I got I me mean, I was I was getting a new beer at the time so um, I only saw one replay and, and it looked genuine attempt but. I'd have to watch it back before making a proper comment. Again, like I say, I've, I've only seen the, the couple of, of replays, James. And to be fair, the the cameras on the on the fantastic. But for me, again, he's he's late with the challenge. I, it doesn't look to me anyway until I see it again, like Stu, that there was any real malice in it for me no, I, personally. I, I agree with I agree with both. He's it's it's a striker, no matter go and win a ball. It would be. Up in arms if it was the other way about and it was one of your strikers in there and obviously didn't go and challenge for the ball. For me, they're guys that saw about bravery about going for the ball and rang. McCrory was brave. Um, again, I've no seen it, I've only seen it, it, it once. But my first thought was, no, a yellow card was probably suffice on it. I don't think he's, if he's with him, he studs up and obviously folk were obviously saying that he did, then I'll also need to watch it again. But the first time, nah, I don't, I don't think it was a red card. As much as I would love. Love it to have been a red card because Curtis means one of the players that I think hurts Scottish football. Um, but nah, nah, not for me. Uh, perfect start to the second half, Stu. Um, Fashion Sakala again. A brilliant run. A, a hard shot. Don't get me wrong, he hits it with some good power. But if you're the... It sounds like I'm having a go here and I'm really not. If you're the... If that was Robbie McCrory, I don't think we'd be too happy, would we? No, but I think... <laughs> I think a goal can be good for the player that scores it and bad for the keeper that concedes it at the same time. I don't think they're like... It's right through, Yeah, it does. Um, Fashion does really well out from the left and the, the goals I see that he scores... I'm not going to sit here and claim I watch Zambia on the regular, but um, <laughs> his, goals pop, his goals pop up on Twitter when he scores for Zambia and and he always seems to cut in from the left whenever he scores a goal for them and that's obviously where he went out for us and, and like I said before, I've just been sticking up for Ryan Kent, but... He has occupied that left-hand side this whole season, right? And and no one else has got a chance. We we talked about Rabi. Maybe that's his strongest position. It'd be good to see him out there. But forget that that's maybe Fashion's strongest position as well. And I think today he showed what he can do. That pace when when he gets an I, I don't know if there was an overlap this time, but when he does get an overlap, he is that guy that can cut inside with that pace because you might know what he's going to do, but you can't keep up with him. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Some like a lot of the times. Um, he does. He, he hit it a lot harder than I thought he did when I saw the replay at first. I thought it was dreadful, but when you see the replay, he does hit it hard. It maybe is just that awkward angle for a keeper. Where it's like between the elbow and the body, but still, you, you, your keeper's got to save that. Trevor Carson saves that for me. So um, I, I know they put that Aminsky in goal, whatever his name is. He, he didn't cover himself in glory. I think he didn't look good, did he? he didn't no, look good. He, he went down very, very slowly for it. Um, you've always got to be worried if you keep it can't. It looks like it's in the centre of the goal almost, so you've, you've got to be a little bit okay. But you know, at the end of the day, as a, as a forward player, you know, all you can do is put your shot on target, and you can't ask much more than fashion. He's, he's done that really. It's you know, maybe against a better team, it doesn't go in, but today it wasn't a better team, and, and it did go in. And, and all credit to him because he, he sort of made that goal, if, if I'm honest. Well, I didn't even notice this, but Finn Fogel saying it took yeah, a deflection as well, so. Um, maybe that affected the keeper. You don't shoot, you don't score. You don't buy a ticket, you don't win an raffle. Um, if you're a, a striker, James, and you're on two goals, and then the manager takes you off, you'd be rage, aren't you? Of course, you need. I think you could see it with him at all. You could see the arms are up and all that as if you're up to. 
you take my offer. Of course, you're going to be raging. Any striker that's no, that isn't raging eh, when you're sitting on two goals going for a hat trick, then there's, there's definitely something wrong with you. Um, but I don't know if he's maybe, I was going to say protect him, but what's he protecting him for? You know what I mean? It's not as if we've got a game next week or anything. So I probably was a bit, a bit upset about it. But it's good to see that, though, that he was raging coming off. That's what I want to see. I want, I want players when raging, knowing that they've been taken off. Do you know what I mean? Aye. I mean, the subs were uh, Fashion, Ridvan, um, Hadji and Tavoff, uh, Cholak, Barisic, Arfield and Devine on. And Stu, I mean, regardless of whether it's the first game of the season, the middle of the season or the last game of the season, when you make four subs, it kind of kills the game, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Just touching on, on Fashion quickly. I don't know what this is. This is like a modern football thing, a modern manager thing. The amount of times I see strikers on two goals get subbed off, like it happens all the time, especially in the Premiership. Like, Matt, I play fantasy league in the Premiership, and the amount of times striking gets two goals, and then he gets subbed off. I don't know why a manager won't leave him on to, unless he thinks he's going to be greedy. I don't know. I don't know why a striker on a hat trick ever comes off. Um, and as Steve Gillespie said, why is it such a big deal? But it's, I don't know. It's something about a hat trick, isn't there? There's, there's just, uh, there's something, um, something romantic about it, but yeah. But, it's um it does kill the game especially that many subs obviously since this rules changed and we can make up to five subs um i was a bit disappointed that lowry wasn't getting any minutes uh we touched on him at the the very start of the game and we thought he might he might make an appearance the same uh, last night martin me and you spoke we thought bailey royce would would at least appear from the bench um, I, thought that, I, said, I said to you i thought there's a chance that he may actually start yeah i don't think he would start because he's obviously been involved in games very recently um, for, for the youth team, but I did think he would get minutes today. So I was a bit disappointed he didn't, but, you know, it's, it's part of the course. It's last game of the season. It's not the end of the world. But, yeah, it did it did kill the game. Died right down. Um, I was pleased to see Cholak come on and Arfield, of course. But, yeah, the, the game was almost played at a walking pace for the next 10 minutes. Nothing much really happened until, obviously, Tony got his chance and, and took it. Well, you know... Um... Player of the season for me, Cantwell, when he's he's only been here for five minutes, uh, puts in the corner, James, and it, who was it? Raskin flicks it on, so Cantwell with Raskin, Raskin flicks it on, and I'm delighted for Big Tony. He absolutely deserved that goal. Aye, and you could see. I think he was pretty happy with himself for all, mate, when he jumps over the, the the barriers and into the crowd. You know what I mean? Um, but it's good he's come off the bench, scored a goal. Hopefully, it'll give him confidence. Um, into next season as well, mate. Do you know what I mean? Sign off with a, uh, with a goal as well. Um, and hopefully he comes back next season um, fighting fit and uh, ready to rock. So you mentioned it there, Stu. Um, no Lowry, no Rice coming on the park. Um, do you think that, and I, 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 think, I don't know if it was somebody in the comments or i seen it on social media, um, do you think that was because of the way that the game went and how physical the game was? That Lowry and Rice didn't get a chance, or what was the manager's thinking? They're not giving them any game time. No, I don't, I don't think the the physicality of the game was was the reason. I think at the end of the day, if if Bill can't trust players to come on and, and be involved in a physical game, then then Rangers isn't for them because we play in a league that unfortunately is is full of those games. Um, and I think these these guys, especially like Bailey Royce this season, he's he's a first team first pick choice for, for the B team playing in the Lowland League where physicality is like the number one point of the game, right? You're, you're playing against 30 year old guys that are going to go to work on Monday. Um, I don't think he's, he's ever going to make a decision based on he's protecting players and, and things like this. I just think he thought, you know, Arthur was always going to come on. Cholap was always going to come on. He, he singled them out before the game. Divine. I mean, I, I we haven't seen him for a while, so it was, I, I felt that was a little bit of a strange one, but unless he thinks... I mean, I don't know what's happening with Sterling. It, I, I assume Sterling would can play this right centre-back, but he's going to mainly cover right-back. Um, or unless he, he just wanted Devine to have a little few more minutes and, and put himself in the shot window for a loan next season. It's it, I don't know. Maybe it was a lottery. Maybe it was like a, a lucky dip, and and whoever came out is is the ones that come on. But I think we were always expecting Cholak and and um, uh, Arfield for sure. Like they were they were a hundred percent gonna gonna make an appearance today. The rest, I think, yeah, he could have picked anyone from that bench really. Now, obviously, King came on from the Tondo later on as well. Um, James, in terms of a couple of individual players, then again for me, John Suter. 
if we can keep this boy injury free, he is it's him and Goldson next season, isn't it? Yep, hundred percent. Because I've I've got down here making my wee notes just he was first to every single heater the day. I just thought the big guy puts his puts his cell in there that um in the way of everything, it's something that we've been crying out for. A defender that will go in there and block things, you'll fling his body at it, his legs at it, you'll block everything. Um just to make sure that the opposition only getting a shot on target. And he was an absolute standout again today. And you're right what you say, Martin. That is, it's going to be Golson and Big Suter going forward next season. And again, he has made me eat my words about him, which I am delighted about because he's shown that he's an absolute class defender. Um, Scott in the comments has asked a question. I'll get to it in a second. But Stu, just, just on Suter, um, it is integral that we keep this boy injury-free. It's going to be very difficult because he, he has a history. Um, he's not really played any full seasons. He always sort of picks up, even if it's just a little niggle, he'll pick up something. I hope we do. I hope we can get to the bottom of the injury problems. He's, he's a player that ever since he was at Dundee United, I've really, really liked the look of him. He can, he's, he, you forget how good he is on the ball as well. Like footballing ability is sensational. Um, he, he picks fantastic passes. I think he used to be a midfielder. He's, he's at least played in midfield because you can see that sort of mindset of, of the way he plays his passes. Even at the end of the game, sort of 80, 85 minutes, and he strides out of defence and beats a couple of players and, and plays a really good pass. In the air, everything we've missed from, from defenders recently, a guy that will dominate the air. And I don't just mean winning a few headers. I mean, going through a guy and winning a header and, and leaving them crumpled on the floor, throwing himself into everything. Uh, delighted for him. Right now, he's um, passive as well, Stu, and his game intelligence is, is phenomenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His, his, his actual ability on the ball is, is ridiculous. He's, he's such a good football player. And if he could have kept himself fit, he would have moved a long time ago from Hearts down south. I've got no doubt about that because that's how good of a player he is. It's I don't want to get too into it because I, I know I almost want to fall in love with the football player that he is, right? Um, but I know, I know, like, I'll do that, and then two games he's going to get injured. Um, but I hope not, because I think he could be a big, big player for us. Do you know, Robert, I can't bring myself to say that. I don't, and, and I know that's probably how it's pronounced, but my OCD in my brain doesn't let me say that. It's got to be Raskin, because that's the way it's spelt. And I know that's stupid. I know that's an extremely stupid way to look at it. But no, it's Raskin for me. Um, guys, what is it with your love for Goldson, Martin? He's a pish defender, right? Well, he's not a pish defender. Um that's a ridiculous statement. Goldson's a very, very, very good defender. And and James, it might be that you bring somebody else in and suitor in another player, uh, partner in Goldson doesn't get started, or Goldson and somebody else, and it's not suitor. I'm not saying it's definitely going to be Goldson, but there's other player, there's other positions on the park that I think we need to look at first before we go back to looking at a, a new starting centre back. Because for me, Anyway, and, I, and listen, I don't know why people listen to me. Listen to the, the other guys on the pod. Don't listen to me because I know nothing. But I think Goldson's a, a, a really, really good top defender who, if it's Goldson and Suter, as a defensive partnership and we get the rest of the team right, that's good enough to win the league. Right. Everything else will fall into place. To see he's a push defender, I'm sorry, I, I don't agree with that one bit because look at his after he got injured against Liverpool. What happened to the defence? The defence went to pot. So to say that he's he's that's all. No, sorry, I, there, there's you, you can't say that. That's just it's no right because big goal, don't get me wrong. Obviously, Goldson's been at fault for a couple of goals and stuff like that. But what player doesn't make a mistake during the season? You can't go through a full season without making one or two mistakes. But him and but well, I'd, I I. That there, I, I would say I, but I, I would say mainly back in the, in the early days, the man against Hamilton and stuff like that was um, horrendous. But without Golson in the, at the back for the majority of the season, we'd have probably been in the worst state than we were. And nothing's, nobody will ever tell me any uh, otherwise about him. But when we lost him against Liverpool, the defence fell away and the whole team fell away after that, I thought. Yeah, just, just for me, anyways, though, it's. I would if, if the first game of the season we've got Goldson and Suter as a, the back two, or if he decides to, if he if he stays with a four and we've got Goldson and Suter, I'm happy. 
Yeah, I think Goldson organises defence very well. Um, I've, I mean, listen, I've, I've got my own problems with Goldson in, in terms of him overall. I'm not saying he's pitched, like he's, he's obviously a good defender. I think his long-term position, I would like us to see Phil and and if Suter could stay fit, I think he can organise defence, it's just whether he can stay fit. We definitely need someone of, of Goldson's ilk because, like I say, he is the voice on the park. He's, he's almost the captain without being the captain. And before, obviously, he's picked up a couple of injuries lately. Before that, he was obviously ever-present because he would never, ever get injured. Um, I don't know. I think it's... it. Listen, it, Goldson is, is the least of our worries in terms of what we've got to replace this season into next season. Um, and and when, we've, when we've got to go through this rebuild, Goldson is not high up on my list at all for, for players we need to replace. I do have my own problems in, in terms of, like how I view him as a defender, but that's just like sort of... I don't... I don't think, Aldo, Aldo I, thinks that you're talking mince, by the way, and you won't say what you really think. No, I just... It was on that unpopular opinion have, thing. On, one thing I can't have is people on the rabble not saying what they actually think. Listen, I said on Wolf's podcast, right, I said on popular opinion, Goldson's not for me, right? But he's not a player that, that I'm urgently requesting that we replace because... He's he's still a good defender and and he's he does organize. I think that's his biggest asset though is the way he organizes the defense. And I think when people say when you take him out of that Liverpool team um, or the team that played Liverpool and you take him out of the defense when he got injured and you saw what happened, I think that's because of his organization skills. The, the defense didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to be. I don't think Davis is is a great defender unless he has a solid guy that knows what he's doing next to him. And I think that's the same for a lot of players. Goldson is is a marshal in that defense, and um, I think. That's an attribute in itself. So if you were ever to get rid of Goldson, you would have to replace him with a guy that comes in with just as much experience and just as much ability to organise. Right, we've spoke to death about Todd Cantwell, James, right? And he got an assist today. Um, and I think it's exactly the same with Raskin. So I'm, I'm not going to go on about Todd. Um, I don't think he had his best game, but I think because of how good he is, when Todd doesn't play it at that level, I think it's noticeable even though he played well, he played okay, he just didn't play to that, that Cantwell level almost that we, that, we, that we know already. And I think it's exactly the same with Raskin. I think Raskin came in, initially looked a million dollars. Um, I, I don't think he's been right up there in terms of performances. I think he got a, he got an injury. I still don't think he's fully, fully fit. Um, but again, even even, and I was watching St Mirren TV. Um, I got a quick um, flight back for uh, Germany, um, and even they're saying that he's only going to get better. And I, and I and I don't think he was excellent again today. But I think when you're watching on TV, I think it's so difficult to see exactly everything that Raskin does. He's a phenomenal player. Ah, yes. And I think we'd make when he first signed us. I thought he was coming in as just as a older midfielder. But he's obviously he's what much more than that. He's a box to box type player. He's in a boot. He loves a tackle. Um, he can spray passes a bit. Um, and you're obviously right what you're saying. He didn't have the best of games, but I still thought he he, he was decent in what he did today. Um, again, he's not the he's not the first. He'll know, but the last player mate obviously gets the last game of the season, and they think they're already on the beach. Um, but I don't, I don't even think it was that today, James. I just I just don't think I think. In our heads, we've got a level that Raskin and Cantwell play at. And I think as soon as they drop below that level, and by drop below that level, I don't mean they were poor, you know, they were they were terrible. They could have still been really good, but just because they dropped below that level that I think most of us have got in our heads, it's noticeable. Aye, no, um, I, I obviously just mean obviously it was a, a, an end-of-season game um, I'm not saying that they weren't caring, but it's just, it's funny, they, as you say, if a player obviously then drops um, a couple of percent, making his, uh, his performances after the way they've been, it will be noticed. So, um, but for me, I think Raskin, uh, Cantwell um, and the boy Dowell um, are going to be big, big players for us next season. Yeah, well, it's obviously time will tell on Dowell because we've just signed him, he's not come in and not every player works, but judging by the players that Beale's brought in, um, the evidence, even though it's only two players, would suggest that Devil will probably come in and uh, and hit the ground running. A few people still asking about Yilmaz. 
A um, couple of assists today. He's had a wee run of games now. Um, what's your thinking on him? I really like him. I think he's a really good player. Obviously, he's, again, he's another one that's going to get a full preseason under Michael Bill. Hopefully, come injury-free for the whole season. I know there's there's people that have their sort of um, doubts about him in terms of his physicality. Yeah, well, and Michael he... straight in with no. Yeah, he's listen. He's he's one of the smallest defenders that that we have, but I think he's um, he's still very good. He, he bombs up and down that that sort of fullback role all day long, which I, I really really like to see. Um, he's got bags and bags of energy. He's got a lot of quality. You can see that he's he's looking to do the right things in those sort of triangles when he when he gets involved in them, um, and just just having a fullback that that allows the winger or the inside forward or whatever you want to call him just to come inside, just to offer him that option taking a defender away he, he'll do that all day long and, and defending he's been absolutely sound i think he's not many people get past him he was almost out of position today and and they broke and he raced back and just nudged the guy out and and you know worried about his strength but he just nudges the guy out of play and and, and the ball rolls out and it's half throwing um i think you can see why he's, why we've paid five million pounds for him if i'm honest he's a turkey international at 21 years old he's, he's played in a very physical league already I've got no no doubts whatsoever that, that Yilmaz can um, come in and, and be a first-choice left-back for us for, for at least a couple of years and, and be sold on for a healthy profit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gaz is asking, Martin, are we signing Van Veen? Right. Now, first of all, the Rangers rabble, myself, the, the guys, have absolutely zero, zero inside knowledge, zero contacts, don't know anybody. I'm trying to work on that, by the way. But I've got no idea who Rangers are signing, who Rangers are close to signing. It's pretty much the rumours that we see on social media. Um, I'm not one of these guys who's going to come out and pretend that they've got sources when they don't have sources. Um, I, I I don't. I would imagine Stu doesn't. I would imagine James doesn't. And I would imagine that anybody associated with the Rabble wouldn't pretend that they do have sources. Um, but we're 100% going to sign Van Veen. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Um, I know it's not a part of the reaction, but just very quickly, James, um, Van Vee's had an excellent season uh, for Motherwell. Is that a signing that you could see um, Bill being interested in? Um, like Finn Fogel's just said in the comments, he's 32 years old. Bill did talk about you know um, more experienced players coming in, but just, just for me personally, um, I wouldn't be going down the Van Veen route. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near him. It's all good and well doing it for Motherwell, but it's a massive leap going from Motherwell to doing it um, for Rangers because at Rangers, as we've seen with Morelos, you need if we get one or two chances in a big game, is Van Veen the man that's going to take the chances? I don't think so. It's all right, obviously. As I said, Dana and Scottish football for Motherwell, but there's a huge, huge jump for going for Motherwell to Rangers for me. And Aye. I'm not saying that, that it can't be done. I'm not saying that. I just don't think that Big Van Veen's 32. And I think when Bill was going on about experience, he was going on about guys that have played in big games. No somebody that's going to come in the rank side of 30, because I don't think that's a model that Rangers are going to do now. It's going to be young young players that are hungry, want to do something, and will be able to sell on for a huge profit in the, in the future. I know, and Stu, if it was like a 500k punt, um, that's too much money for us to be just wasting on a punt, isn't it? Yes, it is, absolutely. Listen, I watched his like, first game from other and I thought, that's a player, isn't it? How good is he? And then I looked up his age and I was like, oh, that's a shame. And that was pretty much where it ended for me because I think I think he's he's fantastic. He, he's obviously got bags of quality, but for, for whatever reason, it never went further than Scunthorpe, I think it was for him and and now it's Motherwell, and, and he's I think he's on 24 league goals, and if he gets a hat-trick tomorrow, he, he like ties the Golden Boot Award, but yeah, it's, it's probably... Listen, it's not it's not the days of Claudio Canigia when he's he's 34, but he's won a World Cup, and, and he's he's played for some top teams around the world. The, the guy's not played for top teams, and he's not had great goal-scoring seasons all his career, so um, interesting to and see some, how some, he does. Somebody put in the comments, Stu, it's, it's a lot of money. Um, for us to go for for a guy who's been pretty much a jobber um, and has had an Indian summer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could call it Indian summer. And, and 
it'd be I'm just about to say like it, it would be very interesting to see what he does next season obviously it's not I don't think it's going to be at us I'm, I'm very confident it's not going to be at us um I think he if he doesn't get a move it's going to be very very interesting to see what he does at Motherwell but if not I'd you know, if I'm Hearts and Hibs, Aberdeen, I'm I'm looking at someone like Van Veen because I think he's almost perfect for them. Uh, but yeah, I can't I can't see him coming into us and and being a, a third choice striker that that comes on and then you know does what he's he's not going to get the time and space that he gets with Motherwell when they're they're playing St Mirren. He's he's going to get the ball and then someone hits into the back of him straight away. So. It's it's too much of a learning curve at 32 when you've not been at that level ever in your career. I know. Celtic fans jumping in the comments when I, I, I could have swore their team were doing something the day after the game. Um, if we're if we are a better watch for Celtic fans than watching their team after a trophy, then I think that's a massive compliment. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, James, sum up the season in a minute. Started off, mate, we promise. It kind of fell away, mate. For me, I just thought it was just one of these seasons, mate. That obviously, Geo's if we're going for the highs there, the, the European run, mate, to this season was just I don't know, mate. A kick in the, a kick in the, uh, the sore places. Kick um, the home was. Yes, just a an all round. I just thought it was an all round poor, poor season, mate. Especially for the standards, mate, that we can. That probably sums it up, Pish, probably right. Um, just a poor season, mate. The only kind of highlight I can take out is obviously Bill's come in, the signings that he's made so far that I've played, sorry, um, Raskin and Cantwell have looked apart. They'll certainly get that hunger about them. And if that is what we're coming on to and that's what we're looking forward to, um, then I've got, I've got big hopes, mate, for next season. That, that's what Maybe. Uh, and you know we couldn't have the final reaction of the season without my internet cutting out. Um, <laughs> we just, we just, we just couldn't have had it. We just couldn't have had it. Uh, a season that started with promise, to, um, but very, very quickly that that was that was taken away. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, um, listen, I just don't. I think last season was a was a precursor in terms of what we did in the league, where we were clear and we threw that away. It. The team was never going to be consistent enough to beat the teams we should regularly. And and that's what we didn't do. We, we were losing the battles against them too often. Um, we weren't even losing the battles. We weren't even in a battle, if we're honest, against them. We were. I, I remember a couple of times um, when, when we turned... I, I didn't even want to watch it, if I'm honest, because I just felt like we were going to lose. And I never feel like that, even if we're 20 points behind in the league. Bill's come back. He's put some positivity back in the club. He's he, he's done what Gerard did straight away. I, I thought when we played them, and and even that first game we lost one nil um, when Champs scored that goal, and it just felt like we were a little bit closer already. And I felt that's what Bill did straight away. He put he put us a lot closer to them. He he obviously beat most teams around him as well, which always helps. But when we played them, I've, I said this, even though he's his record against them so far is is the one win after. We've already lost the title. I don't think we've been outclassed in any game. I think he got it wrong in one game in his formation and, and his his picks. But I think overall we've we've matched them every step of the way. We've probably been the better team a couple of times, but for whatever reason we haven't got it over the line. And and that's on Bill. That's Bill's job now to go out get the players that can do that and get him over the line. But um, yeah, a, a season that that started with promise went down a very dark hole and and now we're starting to see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and, and hopefully turning the corner and, and we're about to move into a, a new chapter that, that's going to um, bring us success and trophies. Uh, well, it's not a case of it, mate. It will. At 100% well. Before I let you go, guys, I completely forgot about Scott's question. Thank God he's put it back in. Um, Cholak obviously coming on and getting his goal, James. Um, Scott wants to know, will Cholak be here next season? Um, I think he will. I think he's a good squad player. I think he'll be used uh, for the bench more ne- next year because obviously I'm hoping that we're going to bring in a, a 20-25 goal, goal scorer. Um, but I think he will um, be a very, very important squad player for us next year. Stu... 
Cholak would give you 20, 25 goals. Um, yeah. if, he was, if he was played to his correct position, formation, um, whatever. Um, will he be here next season? Yes, I think he will. I said on our Patreon yesterday that I sort of reassessed my view of Cholak after maybe um, recency bias, like dominates everything in football and, and, and we're all guilty of it and I've been guilty of it with Cholak because I love the guy when he come in. I love the guy before he come in. I thought he was a player that we should look at as soon as he, he scored against us for, for Malmo because I thought he looked really good in that game. I think he's just a goal-scoring magician, if I'm honest. He's, he's a guy that if you, if you put him in front of goal, he'll put the ball in the back of the net nine times out of ten and, and that's what we talked about earlier in the pod. We need a guy that can do that. He might not start every game, but he loves the club and and I think the fans do love him and it, it's easy to forget how good he was at start season. He was dragging us through the early part of the season with with some of his phenomenal finishing. He's he's had an injury, he's been in and out of the team, a new style, a new, new formation. He's not had a proper run, but he's still come on and he, he's contributed a couple of goals here and there. He's he's a quality finisher for me and and um I think he's gonna He's going to be in next season. I think he's going to continue to contribute. I think he's going to continue to score us goals, um, and and hopefully he's going to he's going to be part of the team that that win fifty six for us. And on that, I just wanted to say like because obviously it's the the end of the season. We do touch on it a couple of times when we're on this pod. I know the football's like a proper big release for people, and and sometimes like you don't know what's going on in everyone's lives. Everyone's in the chat. We don't know what's going on with them. They don't know what's going on with us. Um, I know through through a lot of stuff like that the football is such a huge release and, and we come in here and we have a laugh but we, we, we still go back to our own lives and, and sometimes they're not the greatest place to be when you're on your own but just because the football's ending the rabble's still here and, and I know we've got stuff on Patreon which will continue going but we'll I'm sure Martin will test that we'll still be putting stuff out on YouTube you know all of our um, Twitter handles are in the comments so if anyone is ever you know going through any sort of dark time or dark place it you know always reach out because even in the chat even in the members chat that we have on whatsapp and if you're not part of it please message in the chat because people will, will absolutely add you into it it's just good to have a, a group of fans that are all like-minded um share the same interests and everything else and and um I've, I've been there myself it's not a nice place to be but everyone is always here for you and always supporting you so um if whether you reach out to me the rabble James Martin, anyone that, that's on the show or anyone in the chat, everyone would, would be there to help you out. So I just wanted to say that. And um, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll be going to be back with with plenty of uh, content, plenty of quizzes as well. We're going to get the quizzes back and in, back involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the quizzes are back. We also edge through. Yeah, look, um, obviously, look, the season's coming to an end. And the one thing I've always said that I don't want to do is I don't want to just come on for the sake of coming on. And there's nothing to talk about. Um, so what we're going to do is... While the season is is over, is finished, um, we'll still have our phone in every Monday night. The 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 phone in the in the Friday won't. Um, I just because I just unless of course you start seeing loads of transfers and there's loads of stuff happening round about the club. Um, if there's not, then it will be once a week. But we will still have a, at least one show a week on YouTube. Um, we'll obviously have you know our, our daily shows. Um, over on Patreon, um, you know, yeah, we're Legends series, we're getting to know yous, we're Rangers 11s, the EPL, everything will still be on Patreon, but we will still have um, at least one phone in a week um, on YouTube. And it's going to be strange not having the build-ups and the reactions, to be honest. They are the hardest to try and get people for. I'm not going to lie, which is why I'm going to try and enter into some kind of discussion with Rangers. Um, but yeah, um, that will do us, gentlemen. Um, my thanks to Stu and to James and to everybody in the comments who's been here throughout all the build-ups, all the reactions. Um, everybody, everybody that's part of the rabble that has that has helped all my co-hosts, contributors. Um, let me repair for sponsoring the show and helping us helping us carry on. Everybody who's signed up to Patreon, the lot. Um, the links are in the description for all our socials. Like Stu says, if anybody's ever struggling, please reach out. We've got a great community here um, at the Rabble, and there's always, always somebody, always somebody to talk to. Um, so yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Um, I felt like I'd be by a swan song, as if that was the, the end of a series there, didn't it? Um, but we'll be back on Monday at half seven for the phone in. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night, half past seven, um, live on Patreon for your Rabble Sundays. Um, so 
yeah, that's us. Uh, anything to add, James? Do you want to add to what Stu's done, or is Stu just totally done you in there with us? No, I think he's obviously just obviously pick up on it. I think maybe I will say, just contact somebody if you're ever struggling, guys, talk, because I've been there before. I've, I've got depression, and the best thing I've ever done was I opened up, and it was the best thing I've ever done, guys. So anybody ever needs anybody to speak to, talk to, just get in touch with us, because we're all more than how we make because I can talk shit all day. Aye. And also keep your eyes out, folks, because we're going to try and do a lot more rabble on the roads. Um, I'm in discussions just now with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, another venue, and we're hoping to get one done before the start of the season, and then maybe do quite a few throughout the season as well. Um, but on that, thank you all for tuning in and all for watching, and uh, we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Cheers. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.